When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Kay. How are you? Men tell all. You are our correspondent. On the scene, what an exciting thing for this podcast to get, you know, to have you here who was there at the Men Tell All. It's like uh, this is a gift. You know, it was it was a very exciting moment because I was like, I get to be in this place that we talk about all the time, the Dome of the Undateables. Yes. But here's the thing. Let me just put this out there so everybody knows. Put it I out went there. as press. And we were not in <laughs> the actual theater. And I remember showing up in like a dress and heels and full face of makeup. Right. Ready. ready to, camera ready. You were ready to give reactions. You were ready to be yes. happy, sad, laughing, shocked, all those things. Whatever Jesse Palmer needed, I was on standby. Right. And, so. and and so hold on. So you get there and they're like, OK, undateables this way, press this way. Is that kind of how? Well, <laughs> right. So we I went to go check in and they were like, OK, great. This is your table. And I was like my table thinking, oh, maybe this is where I'm like keeping my stuff. Right. And I'm watching everybody file into the theater. I was like, um. Shouldn't I? Uh, should I be going with them? They're like, no, you're watching out here from this TV. And I, <laughs> at that point, like, why would anyone go out there? You know, like, you want to be in the studio, right? Like, so that's what I thought, and I was really bummed at the beginning. I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I have to watch the show from the room, like right next door on a mm. TV. But at the end of the day, we're in there for like eight hours. And so this is the thing that people don't realize with like, you know, especially now with like the strike that's going on, you know, people are short on empathy for like, oh, these prissy actors and writers. A day on set is grueling. It is on your feet. Stand up. Look happy. Look mad. Like any being around a set is a long, long day. It really is. And at the and and you're exactly right. It's very intense and we only got a few breaks, but the press we could get up. We had our phones, they were feeding right. us, like we had catered lunches just for us. <laughs> there was only like ten of us. And the, the dome, haves and the have nots. The dome of the undateables, they're they're sweating correct. it out. Yeah. 
and they they're they get a few breaks here and there but they are on the whole time like they are expressing but we were literally there from our call time was 1:30 but they went in about 2:30 and we didn't finish until past 8 that's I mean that's grueling <laughs> and, and, is it on a saturday is it like what day of the week is no it, it was a it was a thursday or a, it was a wednesday or a thursday and um, so it's like middle of the day. You have to take off work. Oh, my God. I mean, the undateables get, you know, their backstory gets crazier and crazier. These people are <laughs> taking eight hours off on a Thursday to watch. It's so funny because also I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but whatever. Some of the people don't even watch the show. Right. Well, I, I know this. I, I joke around about the people watching in the studio audience like. A lot of them are like background actors, right? Like they're yes. just like they're you know they're there to like fill in the space. It is, it is funny to me that like if they did, I I am sure, as part of like an L.A. trip, I always wonder like who goes, who visits L.A. like as a tourist, and like there are people that are like I want to see where the movies are made. I want to go see you know the star mm -hmm. on the on the walk. I could see how this would be a part of someone's trip to LA. Like we're going to go to a live taping of The Bachelor. Like we're really we're big fans and then we're going to go to like you know Warner Brothers and then we're going to go yeah. to you know NBC and <laughs> that'll be the trip. I could understand that. Like but I'm sure that there's just not especially when the show, you know, maybe during a certain time or during a certain season but, you know, I could see how they need people to fill this room. Yeah. I was just in my head. I'm thinking, I'm like, how do you know how to I guess you just go off of uh, all the context you have when they bring the guys up and they're like fighting and you're just like, right. oh, my God, you know, reacting just without literally any information. All they need is like a few people with good reactions. Like you need like seven right. people that you can zoom in on. And this episode had great. The Dome brought it, as usual. They the Dome it. of the Undateables was great. Um, I want to, I think what we should do, I, I, I hope you're okay with this. We yeah. should, we want to hear your experience with each of the segments. Yeah. Give us the insider's okay. view of what went down behind the scenes. But did anyone at the live taping, like, who do you think? jumped off the screen like was there anyone that in person like just kind of blew you away in a way you didn't expect the Braden section was very 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 long so when okay. they record when we record first they will ask a question to you know the guys maybe it's John or whoever and they'll answer it and then you have the other guys jumping in but they let them go off on as whatever tangent they want. they want, long as they want. So who's a <laughs> tangent guy? Like, you know, who's the one that you're like, why are you still going? Who's the one that did their own podcast? Right. So we didn't get a lot of him on the actual, this version that we saw. But Adrian, guy, he, the bald guy, he has a right. daughter. He spoke so much. And I was like, this guy. Right. Is talking an awful lot for someone who wasn't here very long. <laughs> well, he he is a guy that I, I will say he wasn't there very long, but it was kind of a surprise when he went home. 
If you remember, yeah. like I remember, like I thought he was like doing a lot. Like I thought he was like a big part of the show. But that's maybe if you're a big personality who talks a lot, you get a lot of camera time. Like they couldn't avoid Adrian time on camera. Yeah, it, it's it, here in the in the dome. It yes. was a lot of Adrian speaking up at random points where you're like, how does he have any idea what's going on? Because he was not there. So why right. does he have an opinion? But his opinions were strong. I don't know if it's just a um, wants to get more camera time, but he was also somebody we saw after. So during the press at the end, after we finished taping, they brought some of the guys into the press room and we got to, you, you'll see content with all of them. Um, Sean, Braden, Xavier, and Adrian. Mm. And... Um, they're all extremely tall. I've always Xavier said it. is so tall. Yeah. I I say it on the special. I, I reference that Bachelor contestants just generally all tall. Bachelorette tall. contestants, yeah. I was not I mean, I wasn't expecting it. Like Sean, you know, the Ken do, does not give I'm no. six something. No, Very tall. He, and they were all really nice, too. Sean actually saw me and was like, oh, my God, hi. We knew each other from, uh, you know, the interwebs. <laughs> well, Sean, during this episode, kind of gave off the energy that he's been reading every single thing that's gone on about this show mm -hmm. since he's gone on it. Like, yes, that was his energy the whole time. Like, he came to, like, kind of. I guess eat up the night, so to speak. Like, it, it, which I do understand. Like, I do have an understanding of like, this is my you know my last time on this show. Like, this is your last night. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck around a bit. Like, I'm gonna have a shot. Yeah. and go on here, and I'm gonna be a little bit more, a little bit extra. Like, I could understand this is my time to like, and I also understand how that can come off annoying or fun. It can go mm -hmm. in either direction, but. All right, well, so we're going to get through each of these segments. Um, uh, but before we do, I... I, I well, I, I, first thing, okay. you can watch Jared's special That's right. today, <laughs> Thank you. right yeah. now, right on now, Netflix. It's on Netflix. You can click on it. You can love it. You can like it. You can share it. You can... And I want people to do all those things. I want you to make it your Instagram story if you'd like. If you enjoy a certain bit, share that bit like... Let's get it out there. There's there's def there's dating stuff. There's bachelor stuff. There's um there's gender reveal. There's body issues. There's stories. So if there's some or a line or something that you liked, share it. Let people know. Yeah, it's uh it's all very exciting. It's cool to have the bachelor community come together and support me in in a very loving and wholesome way. Like it really means a lot because I've gotten messages like last week like. When I mentioned like Tony Kornheiser's show and like how like 0.01% of the audience will get it, you know, I started getting these messages being like, I'm in the 0.01%. I got what you were talking about. <laughs> and, and every message came with a, and we can't wait for the special, which is like really, really nice. So yeah, it's exciting. It's, um, I mean, how are you feeling right now? I mean, I'm, I, everybody should be pausing this podcast right. episode and just like <laughs> revert to Netflix and then come back. <laughs> right. Just let it play for two minutes so I get the click. I I heard that someone we told me, 
all this stuff you just hear, like you don't know a lot. Like people think I know more than I. I guess it's normal to be like, "Hey, Jared, is it showing in Canada?" And then me be like, "I don't know." Like, I is is like a weird right. answer. Like, they, I don't have, <laughs> but the I don't Canadian ha- Netflix. Basically, like I I know it's in I know it's all over the world. Wherever you are, it's there. Um, you can go to Netflix, search J A R. I'll pop up. Hopefully, you know my greatest dream would that it be on that front page. You know, you open up Netflix and I'm there. Well, that would be great. I mean. But that only happens if you guys go watch. But, you know, someone you hear these things through hearsay. They're like, oh, if it plays for two minutes, you get the click. And you're like, I don't even know because they don't release numbers. You don't know anything. So let it play for two minutes. I, I think if you're in for two, you're in for an hour. Like, I think it's like a fun special. You'll yeah, enjoy I it. mean, we're All leaning in. We're fully yeah. committed. <laughs> the Bachelor community, we Thank are you. committed to this, to you. I'm absolutely so excited. It's all very exciting. It's all like weird because I don't know you know, it's it's. I'm leading up to this day, but then you're like, okay, we're here. Ah, uh, <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't know what to do next. So, I mean, th- th- what I do next is I have a whole new hour of material. So, um, mm-hmm. everything on the special is done. It's out there. You can watch it anytime. If you come to my live shows, you'll see a whole new hour, and it's mostly about my family. Um, and Hopefully it's relatable. I saw to you the and your end family. of the trailer with your your yeah, mom and your dad with your parents. Yeah, and you were taking picture. <laughs> yeah, if you watch until the end, in the credits, it's my parents five minutes before the show just bothering me. So you can watch my parents and see what produced this idiot that you listened to talk to the about the Bachelor. So. How are they yeah. feeling? What's what's their? They couldn't believe. Well, I put hidden cameras in the green room. I put hidden cameras in the green to oh, tape Oh, so they that. didn't know that. Not until yesterday. That was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They had no idea. So <laughs> that's just them being them. So I put hidden cameras <laughs> in the green So the whole plan was I was starting my shows on the road by going, I'm 37 and single. And that would get a laugh. But I was like, how do we lead into that? So I was thinking of like taping my parents without them knowing, yelling at me and being a, like a nudge, you know? And then I would just cut to like, they'd be like, take the picture. You know, them... Have you seen a doctor? And then it would go, I'm 37 and 6. Like, it would go right to me on stage. But it didn't make sense when we put it all together. So we just put it in the credits. So they really have no idea. And so they found out yesterday, and they're like, they're like, is there is there more? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And they're like, so a they're bit. like, yeah, a bit more. So there's, they're a little nervous, but they, you know, they, they think it's the funniest thing in the world, you know? So, I mean, you're not going to put anything out there that like humiliates your parents. I would, oh, well. I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So if you want to see a little, there's an extra, it's like, you know, in the Marvel movies, Kay, you and I are big Marvel movie fans. I'm ready. The <laughs> extra, you know, the, the thing in the credits, post credits, the post credit scene. So this is like, Someone said it yesterday, and it was it was a very smart way to put it. Um, it's like in the Marvel where the post credits previews the next movie. Uh huh. So yeah. In the in the credits, you're kind of seeing a preview of what my live stand up is going to be like on the road. And I'm in Raleigh this weekend, and I'm going to be all over the country. I added Portland, Oregon. I added uh, Phoenix. I added all these dates. Jaredfree.com. I'm on the road. Long Island, all this stuff. So it's all going down. Um, let's get into it. You ready? 
Yeah. Actually, I have one more shout out. Yes. Um, last oh, week. Hold on. I this, went- is, <laughs> this is, I totally buried the lead. This is an amazing. So hold on. You text, tell the story. Okay. So I went to the Taylor Swift concert. Also, the, there's not a lot to talk about on this episode, to be honest. You know, like yeah, yeah there's really not. We have a lot of preamble, but we really don't have much. The, you know, this episode, I, I mean, even I gave it the name "Much to Do About Nothing." Like, I couldn't believe we were there for two hours. Like, I couldn't it, believe I was there for eight hours. I, I can't believe it. I, I honestly, <laughs> like, there was not, like, it, it, it just was like it enraged me. And they can't. I guess they can't just make it a half hour episode. Like, just make it a half hour. Like. Make this yeah. like, I, it just made no sense. I know they got to do a two hour episode, but it was just like, it, it really annoyed me at a certain point. I was just like, okay. Yeah. We got to bloopers like, at, like halfway mark. I was like, okay. I you, know. You, you know, like. So it just, now what? Right. Right. <laughs> so go ahead. So tell your story. So I went to the Taylor Swift concert. Um, it was the last show of her L.A residency or whatever you want to call it was it the last show of the whole tour of the american tour yes yeah of the american tour so i made a joke because my mom sent me this text uh, a few days before and was like are you going to see the taylor swift concert i'm like no i didn't get any tickets and she goes oh i just figured you would through like some of your connections no worries and I was like challenge accepted I was like no worries are you disappointed right and so she thought she had this famous daughter yeah uh, right that that is how I read it I was like okay (laughs) and the shade I posted this TikTok and this Instagram about it using the sound from Kris Jenner talking to Kim Kardashian. She's like, why don't you just call Taylor up and, you know, <laughs> see what went wrong, like how we can get some, you know, that sort of thing. And um, this girl who she DMs all the time. We've talked. She's listened to the podcast. She is a bachelor listener. Um, she's out we've been there. chatting. One of us. Yeah. We've been chatting for a bit over Instagram. I try to answer um, my DMs all the time, but we've been chatting for a while and she reached out and was like, do you have a ticket yet to the Taylor Swift concert? And I was like, no, I didn't get one. And she was like, I have an extra. Do you want to come with me? And she took me to the concert. (laughs) I mean, that's the equivalent of saying, like, I have an extra gold brick. Like, the... Yes, the golden ticket. She right. had the golden ticket, and I was like, "But she could yes. have sold it. She yeah, could have done." She, I, I, we even talked about that. She was like, "I could have sold this for some crazy amount of money," but she was like, "But why wouldn't I want to take somebody that I like and who really wants to go?" I mean, it was two days Amazing. before, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, like let's do it." And it was it, obviously it's a risk going with someone you don't know from the internet and just like hoping it right. works you, out and it <laughs> you have to i sorry to interrupt but you kind of in that I've, I've been in this scenario you you where you meet someone who follows you and it's very nice but you go you kind of have to trust that their gauge on your personality is correct yes because it's absolutely. a one-way relationship you have to trust that they're like because listen i have listened to podcasts where i'm like yeah i think i'd get along with this person like i do understand that i don't think it's so crazy and then 
you just have to be right, you know? So I know she's listening. She's listening, but did you have fun? Was it like... Oh my God, it was so much fun. We went to, I took, it was like her and her husband and me and I took them out to like an early... It's like we had to get there super early because like the traffic and everything. The show didn't start until eight, but we were we had a reservation for two thirty because we had to get down there. I mean, it was like a full day thing. Right. So you're a full day with these. Yeah. With these crazies. (laughs) (laughs) And and so we went and I bought them. I was like, let me buy you um lunch and then we got there and her husband drove it was so nice it was like he was DDing so we could have fun and i mean it was the best time ever and we were there for the 1989 taylor's version announcement which was Mm. you know the biggest envy of them all it was amazing that's very cool cool. what a what shout out to hannah hannah (laughs) hannah I, yeah, that's amazing. I, I, what a cool, amazing way to like connect with someone. I, yeah. I you know, you, you see the concert together, once in a lifetime event. You know uh, what a what a beautiful thing. You know, there's so much negativity on the internet. There's so much garbage out there. There's so much. Everyone talks about division, but you know, you this woman did what you know, the nicest, most generous thing you could do. I know. It was really, I, I was really just so great. Did you pay the face value of the ticket? 200 bucks. So you get, you hand her $200. You're like, we're good. I just Venmoed her. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is crazy. <laughs> there are people, there's someone out there that spent like thousands of dollars. You were in. Thousands uh, of dollars. Hannah, you're, you're. An icon. An icon. That's right. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights out on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. And for a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with this exclusive link honeylove.com slash bachelor support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash bachelor when talking about shapewear honey loves best-selling superpower short is the go-to it is targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression it is amazing i've been wearing it for years now it fits me so well and i'm not kidding you when they say it doesn't roll down it does not roll down and it hugs you in all the right places their signature x targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves this piece is also a booty lifter boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash bachelor. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash bachelor. And after you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. 
By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. So, okay, so let's get to the episode. You ready? All right. Yeah, let's do it. So... It's already time for the men tell all and they really are telling all. We meet a man who was only on one episode who got under everyone's skin. Caleb is still rocking his cowboy hat and Brayden got a ticket to paradise. And we discuss where we stand with Xavier and charity of it all. All right. So you sort of gave your name to this episode, but I said much to do about nothing. It felt like we kind of like, you know, it felt like we flew in circles. It felt like. Some of the conversations went too long and said the same thing over and over again. Again, mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm no, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I understand what that's like. I, I have a million podcasts where I do that all the time, so I, I know when people are just kind of like repeating themselves, and it just, I don't know, like I, I just kind of walked away going, we, it felt like we just were like getting it in, you know. I mean, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> we all they, they all the guys just kept fighting over the same things and like you would think it was ending but then one guy would bring up another um situation that had to do with that one guy or his experience and then it would continue to snowball and we'd be back at the same discussion but i said the least dramatic season ever right because the, there really wasn't a lot of drama this season it there wasn't, and, and and even their arguments, like you know, the, the the initial thing was like, I guess like the first segment I would call like a pig pile. They were like, yeah, just have at it, you know, like you know, Jesse right. just was like, we're gonna get this out of the way, go, and and we get like a Braden package, we get you know, um, uh, you know, you, you get the there's the it, it just it was like everyone, I I. I I gotta say, if I if my walk away from this was like Braden did a fantastic job, like he, he I, really did, right? What did you think? Like I, because I even we go look back on him, and it's like he's such a. Uh, I I think what happens is, and again, I understand why the producers are like we need a lot of Braden. He's a look. Mm-hmm. He's a good looking guy. He's he he's wearing a shimmering suit. He's really peacocking at every turn. So I can understand why the camera loves Brayden. But yes. if you look back on our time with him, he kind of ages well on me. Like, I, I really... And it helps that he's 24. I think it helps that, like, he's just this young guy having a good time. I, I think that helps. Yeah, if he story. was any older, it would be like, okay... You need to chill. If he was 30, we wouldn't think of him the same way as we think of him at 24. Right. What was he like there? Brayden handled himself very well on the show because a lot of this, a lot of the recording or the taping was about him. We had an entire Brayden like hour and then they were like, now we're going to bring Brayden to the hot seat. And I was like, for real? Mm. (laughs) I was like, we just, 
I thought we did that. I thought I thought we were done with Brayden, right. but you know, he showed up in his his guy liner, looking like very much like a Johnny Depp. <laughs> he's got a Deppish Tom to Sandoval. Him. Sandoval, yeah, he's got a look. Got a look, but he was one of the people who I got to meet afterwards, and I mean, the nicest guy, as you as they always are. They're always right. like nice people. He was super cool. Him and um, Sean both are fans of you. Sean was like, Sean. Sean said, "I just want Jared to like me." To like Very, I. <laughs> and 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 he no he knows he wasn't taking it as in like oh he hates him but he was like, but you know like I I, I get roasted pretty bad, and he was right. like I just want Jared to like like me. It was sort of like a father figure <laughs> of like needing approval. And it was so cute. But Brayden also was like, oh, my gosh, I love that guy. He's so funny. I love his impressions. Um, they're fans of you. This is very nice. I, I love a compliment. Thank you. I Thank you, Sean and Brayden, if you're listening now. What I I guess like the diff, I guess Sean and Brayden are the standouts. It does seem, you know, I, and I don't hate anyone on the show. I hope Sean doesn't think. No, I, of course. I, I think Sean you know, came off more performative than Brayden. And they are, we forget, Sean is also young. Sean is 25. So Yeah, Sean, Sean reads very young as well. They both in are- In person? Yes. Also, I can't get over how tall he is. It was so bizarre. <laughs> He's tall. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought tall. Um, but I would say like, you know, I guess if we're like to look at the two and you go, I walked away being like, wow, okay, Brayden- he had talking points that he was ready to give, and his talking points were mm-hmm. correct. He's like, "Listen, I, I, it wasn't about, when he said he goes, it wasn't about the person; it was about kind of moving into that phase of life, right?" That was when mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you nailed it!" And and then his response of like, "Why did he come back to like interrupt someone else's time?" He's like, "You know, he made the joke about he's like, John, you were just done kissing, like." It seemed like, like you're he- wiping her makeup off your face <laughs> or your jet or something. And it's true. That was one of the things that I noticed first when he came back. And I was like, well, at least he waited right. for John to finish the makeout. He could have stomped right in there, broken it up, but he right. didn't. And, and he was like, I just wanted to make sure I was, you know, uh, she knew that I was cool with her and it wasn't about a, a mm-hmm. personal thing, which how many people would love that from someone who just you know, walked off or it didn't end well with like this kind of quote unquote closure. But you said it, you've said it for years now, Kay. It's like, this is like a, an episode to like, you know, to kind of readjust how we feel about you. You know, you say that about paradise yeah. where, right? Paradise, but also this, but also this, the, is, this is also is, the redeeming. thing. This is the beginning of it. And it's funny because you know, Braden had what a lot of these guys wanted. Braden had on a season that didn't have a lot of like, again, you said the least dramatic season ever. So like you could feel, I guess like what I felt watching at home was that Braden was calm, cool and collected because not only we find out later he goes to paradise so he's going to be on Paradise this season. We He gets his package. He gets to get brought to the couch. Mm-hmm. He gets his moment. And then you see Sean, who didn't... I, I think he got a piece of what he wanted, but he wanted more. 
And you could he see- He needed more. He needed could- <laughs> more. And he, you could see he was just like, he was chomping at the bit for more. I mean, even when he invites himself over the couch, that might have been the most, un- I don't know. I, I want to ask you about that because that was, and again, I don't hate Sean. I hope he doesn't think this. I know. But I was, I was like a dying star. I was- imploding on myself when he was like can i come to the couch and when he went uninvited I, even before they mentioned that he was uninvited i was uncomfortable how did that go in it the was room? cringe right it was so <laughs> cringe um they he said something i forget i forget even how it was like prompt or ended up being prompted originally but he goes you know what I, i'm gonna come up to the couch uh and i, I really just want to tell charity and we're all like what right no. No, like you saw like everybody in the audience look at each other like what's going on we're even uh me and the other people from the media in the media room were like is he going up to like as if it was going to explode the second he touched the stage or something <laughs> and right. we were like don't do it like the 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 button was being hit but he showed up there and he said all this stuff and you could sort of see it in charity's face like you're too close. What are you doing here? Um, This is my like bubble. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. And, and she like gave him that grace at the end of it and was like, you know, that was very nice. So I appreciate it. But for everyone else, it was awkward. But, But also he came up to say nothing. And that's like kind of the theme of this episode where it was like, you made us better men. Right. Like, Oh, what? Dude, like this is crazy. Like, and, and, like you made us better men. He did say, that. and you could tell. Like again, there was like this thing between Tanner. It was just interesting, and I'm kind of just generalizing this scrum they had of all the different arguments in the beginning. Tanner, who seems like an adult, he seems like a like a like he's like this was, and he even said when Tanner said this was the most greatest you know one of the most things of my life you know you go right you know i i in my mind i'm like oh tanner like is very much i live in pittsburgh you know like this is a one-time thing i i get very little excitement this is my Mm -hmm. exciting thing like i'm gonna be out of here after this i'm doing a trip in la he's gonna be doing the walk of fame and you know, the Warner Brothers movie lot tour. Like, I see Tanner doing that. And He's the next Tyler Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> He's just... But 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 from, like, a fandom, like, standpoint. What do you I mean? Like, I think, I think he doesn't... Like, Tyler didn't have a lot going on. He was, like, a random construction right. worker who didn't really care. He did his thing. But then he... Um, ends up getting like shot into this like hot uh, boy. I mean, the crowd when Tanner really? was announced. Really? Oh, that wasn't my crazy. Take- That's funny because my takeaway from Tanner was more that he's like going to disappear in suburban oblivion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I mean, I didn't, he could. I mean, but I but he I could. May, you know, maybe he's a candidate for the next bachelor if people reacted to him like that. They loved him. It was so it was so interesting. Oh, wow. He got a massive scream when they went through the list of of guys. That's interesting. And I I mean, he does if I'm if I'm if I'm to think about it, he does have the no one has a bad opinion on him and he does seemingly want 
love, you know? So uh-huh. you go, okay, that's a good candidate. We don't not we 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 don't hate you and you want love. It's like a is like the perfect bachelor. That's that's all we need. Know, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I could see him meeting I could honestly see him getting a DM from a woman that lives outside of Pittsburgh and then they like disappear forever, but I was just watching his reactions with like the different guys there and kind mm-hmm. of as the what, what I considered like a little bit of an adult in the room. He didn't seem to like he seemed like everyone seemed to like be like, oh, that's Braden. And then he just seemed to like not like Sean. Yeah, just straight up. Not he was he said that comment. He was like, I never wanted to punch somebody more in my life. Right. When when Sean walked into the room singing or whatever during that episode, he said right. that he was like, I yeah. never wanted to punch. Somebody. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> I wasn't there's, expecting that out of you. There's something here. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now, on the subject of hate, there's this guy there named Peter, okay? This was a little bit bizarre to me, and it seemed as though, who's the guy that hangs with Braden that's 52? Uh, the, the firefighter. His yeah. name is Aaron. Aaron S. or something. Aaron, who got a lot of screen time, um... Aaron and Braden seem to hang out a lot now, and Aaron's like 34 hanging out with Braden. You know, it, but right. they seem to be like taking San Diego by storm together on social media. So Peter went home night one, and this Peter speaks up at one point, and Caleb is like, Caleb B in the cowboy hat is like, who the heck are you? And I thought it was weird of Caleb. I was like, I, I, I was like, where did this come from that he was like, who the heck are you? Like, why is he calling out this guy? And then yeah. we come to find out that there's a whole backstory that we have to be updated on. Like, 
it was bizarre. And the backstory being that the guys met Peter on night one, hated him so much that they all had a inside joke where they would put at the end of their bios or whatever, FP, which meant fuck you or fuck you, Peter. Fuck right? Peter. Fuck Peter. Just fuck Peter. Yeah. And what did you and so then they had some sort of like segment on this. What did you think of this? I thought it was a bizarre it was bizarre to like for the bachelor to like endorse showing the hate. We I don't think anyone this wasn't a big enough story for like if we didn't hear about it, who heard about it? Do you know what I mean? We have a right. bachelor Somebody podcast. Must- it's I didn't hear anything about this. And when we were watching it, we were all looking around like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> and 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 somebody made a comment. They're like, Peter, nobody would have known that this is what it said if you hadn't brought it up. Right here. But he must have like tattletailed to ABC or whatever, said this was a thing. And they were like, let's run with it. Right. And, and, and Peter- so. Yeah, go ahead. No, it was just really interesting because. I don't know. I need to know what I'm so confused on what he did to make the guys hate him so much. So I guess they were on a zoom call later and he's talking about endorsement deals. Like what if he was joking? I mean, he was on it for one night. Like what's, and then also um, it gave me a really big ick seeing the guys who participated in it. And I was like, this is so stupid and really cringe to see like Tanner participated in the FP, like well, the fuck Peter thing. Again, that, that leads me to who I believe. And I believe that mm-hmm. I'd probably be involved in the fuck Peter crew. Like it, it, he seems very unlikable oh, because of Tanner's and if, well, not just uh-huh. Tanner, but like even Xavier, Xavier mm-hmm. was in on it. Like Xavier doesn't seem like he's like, in the mean girls group drama yeah yeah like i mean who seemed chiller than him like to me i think he walked in with a lot of bravado night one i think he walked and again we're all capable of being like i call it on i've said a million times ftg mode fuck that guy mode that you meet someone you're like fuck that guy yeah yeah like i get it (laughs) like i'm not saying i'm above that and what it seemed as though, it, it to me, was that this guy walked on thinking he was going to be the king of the show and be a, a really like a camera guy, like on camera a lot. And then when it didn't go that way, the other guys were like, fuck that guy. Good. And they fuck probably that were. Guy. Yeah, they were probably like laughing at him because he probably came on and like talked a big game. And then when he doesn't make it past night one, you go. I get the joke at that point where it's like we all didn't like him. We all got a bad vibe, which then I go to agree with them because he literally says how would when he said here's where he outed himself to me. He goes, what will happen when my he goes, I went through a lot of embarrassment when my church group found out about it. And you go, oh, and and then someone's like, no one would have known if you didn't make it a story. And he's like, and you go, and you could see from then on, he kind of like clammed up a bit. And I do think this guy's a, like, this guy's like the worst type to me because he then invents his own bullying story where he's the victim, gets him back on the show. And now he's telling everyone, oh, well, you know, how could I face my church group? And it's like, you could 
not tell people that FP meant fuck Peter. We didn't even know who you wow. were. You know, it just is. you're so right. He out. You're. I didn't even put that together. But yeah, how would it, how would his family and friends and church group know if he hadn't been like bragging or like talking about all this or mentioning it to them, making it a story? You're t- you're totally it's, right. It just was bizarre, and, that, and when that was going on, I'm like, yeah, I believe all these guys vibe. They did a vibe check. They didn't like the vibe as a group. So like, I I understand mm-hmm. why it's icky. Where you're like, oh, they're bullying this one guy. But I I I kind of like buy the bullying based on what I watched and he didn't read likable and that's you know that that's not that doesn't say at all but it just I that segment was just so interesting to me that the bachelor people were like yeah we're gonna you know post these and they you know Xavier apologized like Xavier did the most admirable thing of all and he was just like I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that instead of like they didn't even show Xavier's face they only showed Sean's but they um showed a few on during our segment like Mm. what we saw they cut everything down and on last night's episode they didn't even show xavier's post like he could have just like backed away Mm -hmm. and pretended like he was not involved in it yeah no it's and and for him to not go like for him not to say like well also you were kind of a dick on night one like (laughs) like that takes a lot of yeah restraint i think but yeah (laughs) So we had that weird For segment. Sure. Then we had Braden, the one-on-one, where Braden, I, I got to say, we both said it before, it felt like he nailed it. He had all the right, to me, he, he had all the right answers. And then they show him on Paradise with Kat from... Zach season. Yeah. And uh, and that was, uh, I. it made me think, I'm like, I don't think we're going to get a lot of Braden on Paradise. I think it, it, the way he watched himself... It was like in the way that you go, oh, well, what did they get? You know, like, yeah, but I, <laughs> but I, I definitely enjoyed that. I was like, ha- weirdly, I was happy for him to be on Paradise. I'm glad Braden's. This was he was made for Paradise. Right. The only reason he was even on The Bachelorette is so they could send him to Paradise. Mm-hmm. That's his that's where he will thrive right. is a Paradise situation. So and I think. Cat and him make a very good couple. I could see that. Right. And and Cat looked good. That, that was a. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She was bringing it. So then we go to the Xavier segment. What did you think of the Xavier segment? He did look like he has been exhausted by it all. Yeah. And we had to watch. We watched the his date before Mm -hmm. the the episode recording because we hadn't had any we would need the context for that and so the audience was fresh with the xavier (laughs) date oh yeah you should have heard the gasps in the audience ever like when we were watching it um for they went into the actual theater everybody was losing it i was like oh this poor man (laughs) he's about to get eaten alive by the dome because they were appalled and and we have we sort of are able to take it and um digest it a bit like i right at that point i'd or after the episode finally aired like to everyone i'd seen it i'd seen that seen like four times <laughs> mm-hmm. and so i finally got to really break it down and be like okay well the, here are things let's really reason this out a bit right 
they were fresh. They I saw it once and they were like, fuck well, that fuck that guy mode right <laughs> especially if they you're were in fuck that guy mode especially considering what you said where some of them don't even watch the show they're like walking in they're like okay right. you kind of like delivered this package of video that like shows him as the quote-unquote villain in this and i can understand like that room is hostile towards him and and also he has to sit there watching people watch like He's so they made that and he did look like he was just like defeated, uh, very defeated. And he, you know, he makes mention that he went to therapy. Like I loved when he said he went to therapy just because it was just such like a like, you know, just like, oh, my God. What? Whoa. Like everyone goes nuts. It's like we don't even know if it was like a friend who's a therapist kind of, you know, like. Right. (laughs) Was it one time or did you like. Are you still seeing right. this person? I love the mention of therapy on this show. Not not to make fun of therapy. I think it's great for everyone, but it is just the way he said it was just like, and I've been to therapy. And you're like, oh, whoa, oh, shit. You know, Jesse freaking out. Yeah, it was. I know, Jesse. <laughs> like, so it, it was just. It, it, it was it was a very nice conversation to like redeem him. I think like maybe in the room that night or that day, you're going. He's probably not feeling great, but yeah. I think he comes out uh, better on the other end. Also, Xavier has this weird thing where he his voice can put me to bed any segment he's on. I, I night night Xavier right. always <laughs> always. <laughs> So. It is. He is the, just so monotone. Even his face just is not animated at all. Yeah. Um, the video that we that we got that we're putting out is very funny. I asked these guys questions about women, and it was it's going to be very funny. So you finally get to see a little more personality from him, and I think he was also relieved uh, to be done right. with that. But I think the conversation went well, and I think. Um, you're right. He did redeem himself a bit and got to at least see what he actually said on TV and then take that and be like, okay, how can I reframe this better and to say what I right. actually well, meant to say? Well, that's the thing. When you get to say, well, I should have said it this way. Like he did the bright thing of like when Charity, so Charity comes out um, and she talks about the braid and stuff and how they get good chemistry and you could kind of tell she was trying a little bit of like, I didn't like how you talk to the people. Not you know, she tried to like, mm-hmm. you know, be like, yeah, Brayden, I, uh, you know, I didn't like what I saw, and then Brayden kind of redeems it. I thought, I thought the way he, you know, explained it, and he owned. He's like, yeah, that didn't sound. And I, I, I you know, you don't want to do the thing where you're like guy talk, but I do understand the idea of like you get a version of him on a date and you get a version of him, him in the house. And I understand when you're 24, how that happens. But then Sean forces his way under the couch. What did you think? (laughs) I mean, we talked about that, but then the stuff with charity and Xavier, like he really did look upset next to her. Like it was like, uh, I know. What did you think? Like he wasn't, it wasn't like he wasn't past it yet. Like he seemed still very much because Jesse was like, are you still, in love with her and he was like you know those feelings don't just 
disappear and then probably rewatching um uh the segment again it's just trudging up all those feelings i mean i it was I felt bad for him. I did too. You know what? You know what I was thinking when he was on screen with Charity is like you rarely see publicly confident dude who got dumped. Yeah, like that was like because he's a confident guy. He's like smart. He's got all these hobbies. He's the knitter. You know, like you, and then you you see him like bent out of shape, and you go. I've never really seen a dude like a, a catch like this just kind of you know what I mean crumble a little bit crumbled he was a little bit and then he gives her the knitted rose which how do you even do that like is that I don't know what is <laughs> I don't know I was like I saw that too and I'm like he did what and and I think about him like God, uh, if she ends up picking anybody, this guy's at home watching Xavier give her another rose. I'd kill that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Enough with the knitting. Right, right. Enough. Enough with your your cute hobby. (laughs) Right. Like, also, like, what's she going to do with that rose? Like, I don't know. What I'm getting, like, what does she do with that? I don't know. Like, keep it? Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to me. So the charity stuff, was there any other thing, you know, while you were there with the charity stuff? I mean, the the last of it is her with the OG bachelorettes, which um, we can get into that in a second, which you just gave the most giant eye roll I've ever seen Kay give. What did you think of the OG? Trista, Desiree, and Deanna, season one, nine, and four. What did you think? Why are we still like <laughs> set these women free? Set Sean right. Lowe. <laughs> Get them out of here. Like I did not know who most I knew who Trista was just because she's the original. Mm-hmm. But like why are they still talking about I, their seasons? Who cares? I thought they were coming on to announce their podcast together. Like I, I legitimately was like, oh. I was like, I don't know what this is. I thought it was like, you know, like uh, Pam and from the office as an as a podcast. Yes. And it's like yes. office ladies like and it's very popular, I guess. But like I was like, maybe they're doing a version of that. Like where it's just like these three former bachelorettes that didn't have social media at the time now. Like, it does feel like a little bit like you do say, like, listen, they missed the gold rush. I, I, you know, they missed that you could have your career. It's a bummer. But they didn't miss it by enough. They didn't miss it by short enough for them to still be trying at it. Because, you know what I mean? Like, they missed it, but it's like they missed it for long enough to get a career and do other things and, like, or whatever they were doing, like for us to not have to hear how Deanna's going through a transitional time where she w- asking to go on the next Golden Bachelor or whatever it is, and I don't know. Like I was like, I don't know enough about Deanna to know who she was even married to. I don't know or anything. She- I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I think I- she was with Jason Mesnick. I think he picked her mm-hmm. and then changed his mind and then went with um, the other girl. I don't. 
remember. I don't Honestly, remember because. De- <laughs> I thought Deanna was going to like pick up a glass of white wine and start crying to us about her divorce. Like I, it was like, it got to the point where I was like, what are these people doing here? And, and right. charity next to them. It just, I, I don't, it, I don't know. It just like, and they were like, we, we think you're honest. It's like, who cares what you three ladies think? I don't know. Like, it's like, you know, what's funny is that I, um, one of the questions I asked all four of the men during the media junket, uh, for the video, I was like, name three past bachelorettes right. and Uh-oh. almost all of them said charity. <laughs> I and got couldn't one. name I got one. anyone else and I go there was four on stage right like what do you <laughs> <laughs> well, you just met them you just yeah. spent an hour <laughs> with them and they they couldn't they're like I know I just uh so that's like they can't even remember and they were well, just on stage I, I, so I it's mean, like what are we doing here no surprise that a bachelorette contestant wasn't listening when it wasn't about them. I mean, I can't really, <laughs> I can't really be too surprised at that. So then we get brought out Jerry, or it's Gary. It's Gary. I thought, but it was- it's but it's spelled, it's it's spelled G E R R Y, but it is Gary. Oh, this guy. I had guy, to go rewatch this morning, but it's spelled weird. He might be the most Midwest man in the world. Gary spelled Jerry. This is crazy. He is, um, he sounds like Burton Ernie, you know, the way he talks. <laughs> I and don't I think, can't get this over This guy never it. expected two people to just discuss his voice as Burton Ernie. His voice is so weird. What He's did, like, well, I don't, what did Gary like, get into? What is that? Yeah. Gary really fucked up. He should, he, I, well, I'll say this. He, he, his, I mean, the ta- tears to people's eyes. I mean, when they talked, gave his story. Unbelievable. That, uh, that was such a moment. I remember watching that and it was like me and the nine other people. And we are all of us looking around like you're crying, right? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> it was, it was really, really gut wrenching watching him be like, talk about his story about how, him and his wife were together for, I think, what, 46 years or right. something. And they just purchased this house. And within months after moving in, she gets sick right. and dies like less than a year later. Yeah, it was a uh, I, I it made me wonder if the Golden Bachelor is going to be too sappy. Like, is it going to be fun ever? Like, is it or is it going to be? everyone around me is dying and I need someone to spend time with. Like I, I did kind of, right. Cause it, and, and I will say I, when, when the photos came out of who the golden bachelor, when Gary's photos came out, you're like, wow, he looks unbelievable. Like, wow, it's this vibrant guy. And then the minute he's on camera, he got old very quickly for me. Like he, Quick. the bronze, <laughs> the tan had faded, the tan faded, uh. the, the hair coloring was showing like, it was just, I I was like, and he talks like Bert and Ernie, as you said, but like, he sounds like an old man. Like, I was like. Like a Muppet. It was, it, it, I don't know. It was oddly off-putting a little bit, but then it kept, I don't know where I stand. I, it, it, it was like, it was funny to me that he has this touching story and then they're like, 
And then he's like, but I'm ready to fuck. Like, it was like. <laughs> yeah. Very- I mean, that's essentially like what it was because they said they're like, you know, do you think you can. Jesse asked, do you think you can find love um, again? And he was like, well, I don't think I'm going to find love like I had with my wife before. Mm. Obviously, you guys were together for 46 years. He goes, but. I think there's a chance of finding something out there and I want to be able to explore that. So (laughs) I I really want to know, it's hard to tell what this is going to be like until we see the contestants. Right. I agree with you. And it's funny to me that Gary's the golden bachelor at 77 being like, I could maybe find new, you know, new love in this new part of my life. And then you see Deanna who's like, probably 40 something like being like can i be on the golden bachelor please like the difference of mindset over right the mindset between gary like yeah i got like what do i got i'm 70 i got like 80 years left you know like it's just so funny the way men look at age like this guy's like yeah i got a whole i got a whole new part of life i want to have someone to spend time with and then deanna's like well maybe someone will love me on a tv show soon you know like and then, like, even Jesse looks at Deanna and goes, you got, like, a hundred years until you'll be on the show. And she's like, N- what? No. Like, she doesn't see it that way. She sees it as, like, I need to be on The Golden Bachelor. Like, it's like. Please we help. Have a, SOS. Right. A man lost his wife is coming on. Like, you're young and vi- I don't know. It was just such a funny difference. It was. It <laughs> The, I hated the Bachelorettes bringing those women on. That was so annoying to me. I, <laughs> you really hated it. I I thought I was. I like, hated I it. Know. It was so boring and like cheesy. I'm like, a lot of these people in the audience do not know who these women are at all. Right, right. I mean, I know everyone knows. I mean, Trista's like the one you know. You know, like because she was the first. Yes, we. She was the first. I thought I was like I was wondering did was her and the guy having issues or like. Also, when the Bachelorettes come on, they always make it sad. They're like, they're like, any advice? They're like, there's going to be tough times. It's like, how about you just um, like be a little, let's be a little positive. <laughs> you know, like, so. This is TV. I right. want the, I want the, give me the fake stuff right now, especially <laughs> when you're charity and like, this is about her and you're bringing on other Bachelorettes. Quit doing that. Right. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to the weekly categories. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Now it's time for us to discuss the red flag of the week brought to you by Apothic Wine. Walking down the red aisle without a plan can be daunting, but choosing the right wine to pair with your bachelorette viewing party doesn't have to be. Apothic Red's delicious flavor and smooth finish ranks it America's number one red blend. Apothic Red is the perfect wine for your next bachelor night because bringing it to the party shows everyone that you're there for the right reasons. But we can't say the same about all of our contestants this week on the Bachelorette episode. So, Jared, let's discuss our biggest red flags of the week. Do you want to kick us off? I'll kick us off. It, uh, Sean inviting himself onto the couch. It's like, you know, 
there's an element of like if it didn't happen it won't happen and you yeah. it made i think the cringy part about it is like you're watching someone ask you know it, it, it's <laughs> i mean we do this every week rate review and subscribe and follow us but it's like when you see it that way where you're like dude we saw we watched we laughed we're done and it's like you do you know you, you i i guess if i'm if i'm grocery joe i'm kissing i'm thanking whatever god i pray to because in another world like <laughs> sean's grocery joe you know what i mean like in another world like maybe a, a few yeah. seasons earlier a few seasons later whatever but um yeah when he went over to that couch it was like dude what show are we gonna see you on next that's gonna make us even sadder than this moment cringe city <laughs> cringe city that was that and also like it's a red flag because he just clearly wants this attention it's too much right well good luck to any woman dating sean next because and and who actually thinks he's ready to settle down because <laughs> good luck to you. I don't, I look, let me talk to you right now. If you're out there in the future, if you could listen to this years from now, he's not ready. Not ready. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, my red flag was, uh, Gary asking the guys for advice. He was like, Hey, do you guys have flag. any advice for me? And I'm like, huh? Right. You're asking, the guys who were saying fuck Peter like on an inside joke on their Instagram accounts for dating advice. They're like, yo, bro, just remember, ask for pronouns and you'll be cool. And it's like, yeah. what are you like? What are they going to say? Like, give them young guy advice. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Gary, make your own decisions. You need to be you know better than they do. Yo, Gary, when you order a Red Bull vodka, get the Red Bull with the low sugar. <laughs> like, what are they going to say to him? <laughs> There's two types of Red weird. Bull, man. <laughs> so weird. What advice could they liter possibly give? Right. When you go to San Diego, the bars are a lot of fun in the gas lamp district. Like, what are they going to say? <laughs> Gary, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they gonna? What advice would they have for him? What, what advice could they possibly have? Gary, yo, now that you're back on the app since your wife passed away, um, make sure you have a picture of you with a fish, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and shirtless at some point. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Ew. know. Uh, that's it for this week's Red Flag of the Week presented <laughs> by Apothic Wine. Their red blend is delicious, smooth, and easy to sip, so everyone can enjoy a glass during the rose ceremony. With notes of dark dark red fruit, vanilla, and smooth mocha, it's the perfect wine for catching up on your favorite shows like The Bachelorette. Showing up to your watch party without a bottle is the ultimate red flag, so don't let the drama unfold without pouring a glass for yourself and your friends. And you can get $5 off your first Apothic wine order on Drizzly with the code Apothic5. And if you're not into red, no worries. Apothic has a whole portfolio of delicious flavors that riff off the classic blends. That's A-P-O-T-H-I-C-5 on Drizzly for $5 off your order. 
Okay, so let's do some Would You Rather. I wrote down yeah. another one that I don't have here, but I want uh, okay, to do, do these it. ones first. I, I, uh, I don't like, I, I'm going to do a different one. Okay, you ready? Okay, yeah. Would you rather, okay, attend the Men Tell All for this season, knowing what Kay has told you, eight hours, a taping, you're <laughs> in the Dome of the Undateables, not the press section. So you can't take out your phone, all this. Okay. Your phones are locked away. Locked away. Or go to a concert with a random person that sent you a DM. Ooh. So um, a very K's weekend themed would you rather. That's a, This is a good one. I, I think I would do the concert just yeah. because... That dome is, I mean, it's cool. It definitely is cool. I, I went in there for a second during one of the breaks. I was like, yo, I'm, I got to see it. Got to see it. <laughs> so I went in there. I got a picture. Okay. At the, you know, at the front of the whatever, I'll post it. But I had to see it. Yeah. But It's like going to I, Mount Rushmore. You know, you, you got you to gotta see. You got to at least see, see it. it. See our monuments. And, but. After knowing what I know now and being a part of it, I mean, I was bummed, but this was the better, this was the better move. Like not being in the room at my table, watching it from that TV was the better, was the best choice. Right. I guess I, yeah, I'm going on the concert. I can't sit for that long and have to do reactions. Like you're on. Mm-hmm. those eight hours I, I think the concert it wouldn't matter what concert it doesn't matter I'll get through it but it, it, I mean that's a long day too with someone you just met yeah we met up at 2 30 and I got home at 1 a.m that's a long day like 12 over 12 hours right so <laughs> are we gonna hang again you know like- <laughs> <laughs> right it's a, but it was, man, that was so. Right. What do you say at the cool. end? At the end, what do you, do you say? I'll see you. I guess you'll be hearing me Tuesday. Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, I, I said, I was like, she lives in, she lives in LA, not in mm. LA proper, but like right outside. And so she was like, yeah, we do. Like I work at a brewery. I was like, sick. I'll, I want to yeah. come to the brewery. Like I would definitely hang out with them again. They were so cool. So nice. Love I it. can't get over it. IG rising star. We both had Gary. Gary, I think yeah. I, I think he's gonna blow up. That that was a tearjerker. It was. I mean, listen. The story is. It's they know they have something here. Everyone seems excited about the Golden Bachelor. Mm-hmm. We are both. We are both very curious as to who the contestants are gonna be. Gary being the appetizer at the end of this show. Yeah, I, I wanted more. I, I wanted to know they show him playing pickleball. I mean, I know I need I need more deep. I really, really need to know the contestants like that is I can't stop thinking about it. Your villain of the week. Who did you have? Um, I said the guys, the uh, the FP, the fuck Peter thing gave me such a big mm-hmm. ick. I'm like, what a, grow up. Right. I hated that. I hated that. I was like, that's so silly. I mean, even if the guy does suck, like the thought of organizing something. Um, it is weird. And posting it online. 
Right. It is weird to like, like, what are you, 10? Yeah, like to, to write it, it is weird. I, I, I genuinely think that guy, Peter, gave off a horrible vibe on that night. And they were just like, yes, see, see, dude, you know, like, like they were like, kind of like, ha ha, you didn't even get what you wanted. And then he ended up getting what he wanted. He wanted to be at that men tell all. He made sure he was there. But I, 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 mean, he I, sure I, did. I hear you. My villain of the week were the camera people. I thought it was so funny how they would zoom in on the older women in the crowd every time the Golden Bachelor came up. I knew you were going to say that the second, the second you said the older women. I was like, yep, every time. Every time. These poor old women who've been sitting there, their uh, backs they, broken. Right. It's like. And they, they're exploiting them. They are. They're like Golden Bachelor time. You ever see there's a Key and Peel sketch where. I love them. They have a there's a sketch where I think it's like a presidential candidate is giving a speech and they're like and and they and the whole bit is that they're like and and so and so and men, women, children, farmers. So they like show a man, show a woman, mm-hmm. they show a farmer and then they're like and gay couples and then they show a guy they show like I. I, th- I think Peel and he's like why you have the camera on me like he's like what I'm, not- I'm just a guy I'm not gay. you know like <laughs> it is uh, it reminded me of that sketch because they were like every time they'd be like the golden olden bachelor and then just be a woman with a cane <laughs> I know just <laughs> zooming straight in on their face these two like friends that are probably single they're like we're just we're they're like we're in our 40s stop it you know like like we're seat fillers don't don't gloop camera people are evil (laughs) paradise um i said i think peter would be good just mainly because i want to see how he reacts with the guys now how like i feel like there'd be drama on the beach if peter showed up yeah i kind of want to get to know him as a villain like i do want to know what the vibe was like we obviously missed something because because then we'd really see it on paradise like right we'll we'll see if he's acting out or like um trying to show off a bit i mean we saw it with that piper and brendan talking about followers and us weekly and all this kind of stuff i I bet you he would slip up i had uh john it felt like they were teeing up john to be the next bachelor something i you know what you might be right because they were like they every time we saw john on screen it was always in a positive totally positive and also they like were like hey john what do you think (laughs) like you know they Uh uh-huh you know they they don't have to go to him like but he definitely got more time and it never really got explained why he got sent home. And he was right. He got sent home. Him and Adrian got sent home a little bit abruptly compared to how we saw them on screen. I mean, yeah, the night John got sent home, that's when Brendan uh, or Brayden, Brayden, that's when Brayden walked in. I mean, they were making out, but like, I guess you can still not you can still make out with a guy and not be into him. Right, so right. that was the night that he went home. Yeah. Cringe Harrison Award. I agreed with you, so read yours. The former Bachelorette segment. It was weird. Um, like, Jesse, like, 
they they did say one thing. They're like, and it's so good to be back here with you, Jesse. It's like, no, no, no. You were. It was Chris Harrison. Like, yeah, know, let's like, be for real. Yeah, like I. It, it it is just a bit weird, especially. I think it makes it even weirder that Jesse has no relationship with them. Like I know. So that even that, like I think, of all the segments that Chris Harrison would be missed on, it's this one where you go. He like knows these people. He has a personal relationship with them. He has a history with mm-hmm. them. This just felt like we wheeled out. You know, it felt very Hunger Games. You know, when the like the the alumnus come back. You know, it just wasn't. Yes. <laughs> it does. You know. So I just cringe. I didn't like. I don't do it anymore. It's right. over. And it's done. I, yeah. It's it's and, and honestly, like I understand there are those bachelor fans who go back to those episodes and like can reference people i've gotten dms from them that they know Mm -hmm. everything about who won and lost of every season so i think this is like for them i guess but i don't know i it when you have deanna going i'm in a transitional part of life i just we're like okay what are you stop is (laughs) this a cry for help right (laughs) it was a lot Will you accept this rose? Who won the week? For me, I'm I'm taking years that you usually do. Yeah, you the did. dome. Yeah, the dome, the dome won wins. the week for me. I have so much respect um, now for you know the men and women who go sit in there all for eight hours, whatever it is, reacting, showing up. Mm-hmm. Respect. I yeah. they won the week for me. I'm with you. I always, I, I, it's usually my choice for this episode is the Dome of the Undateables. My, my real, but this time it was very apparent. I the like real this one. winner was Gary's Photoshopper. Whoever photoshopped Gary for those promotional pictures needs an award, needs an Emmy, needs to be paid more. They need to raise their rate because yep, <laughs> he was 55 in those promotional photos, and he was. 182 on camera bronzed beauty and <laughs> right. literally like all of a sudden it it reality uh clocked in we are getting we a golden bachelor yeah yeah we are yeah we are um so that was it all right next That's week it. is after the final rose it's the finale here we go um and make sure you today Watch Jared's Netflix special, comedy yes, I special. Keep for, I, I keep forgetting. I'm I'm in Bachelor Zone. Yeah, it's, it's out. Today. Go watch. It's, it's out. It's there. out right Thank now. You. 37 and single on Netflix. You. So you can also follow me at K York City. I'm at Jared Freed. Bachelor Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amy Clackner. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. And be sure to follow at The Bachelor on Instagram and Bachelor Pod on Twitter. And send us your emails to bachelor at betches.com. Betches.